welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are keeping it locale as Ina hosts a friend for the weekend, but more on that later. Uh, How is everyone? I've been a little cranky lately because I feel like fall showed up like two weeks ago and it really got me excited and then it like abruptly exited faster than you can say pumpkin spice latte. I was really sad about it because it's just hot enough and I can't believe I'm like complaining about the weather like I'm an old man, but I just really, I'm tired of the heat. I think it's different when you don't have central air in your house. We have air conditioning units, but one of the things, you know, even for recording this podcast, um, I sort of made our closet and our bedroom like a like recording studio sort of thing, but it's going to get hot real quick, and I just can't wait until it's like winter. I love winter. I know that winter kind of sucks, like obviously snow and I like snow and I I don't know. I'm I feel like I I know that I'm in the minority when I say that I prefer cold weather because you can always put on more clothes, but you can never take off. I mean, I guess you could take off your clothes if you wanted to, but what I'm saying is I hate the heat and I need fall to come back like as soon as possible. Uh in other news, I I wanted to mention that uh a listener named Emma sounded off in the comments on one of my Instagram posts. I think it was the post last week for last week's episode. Um wanted to let me know um that Ina buys her shirts at Land's End. So, thank you Emma for that much needed piece of investigative journalism. I think you said it was like maybe I'm sure someone has asked her that in an interview. It might have been for The Cut. I love those pictures for The Cut. I feel like that came out in 2020, maybe 2021. I don't know. Those big, gorgeous, like, hydrangeas that she's holding. It's, I love those photos a lot. Um, And I knew that, you know, finding that answer was only, like, a Google search away. But I love that you uh, chimed in. So thanks for that, Emma. And speaking of Instagram comments, this episode that we're about to cover, which is a great episode, was requested by Lisa on Instagram in the same comment section as Emma. She said that uh, Ina has an interesting idea of what healthy means, and her her hatred of cilantro is funny. And she said, not sure if that's in this episode or not. And she requested an episode called Cooking Light. She wrote that it was uh, Season 3, Episode 3, but on Discovery Plus... It's listed as season three, episode eight. And I don't really know how it works. Like, I'm wondering, you know, like on demand if it's different. I don't know. And I know there are a couple, I wouldn't say a lot of episodes that are similar to this. Um, maybe I got the wrong episode, but I think I did get the right one, though, because she does have a, like a cilantro substitute. She does mention it briefly. This is all about cooking light. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, Lisa, I think I got it. I think I got it, and uh, I hope I do you proud, because this actually is a great episode. I, I forgot how much I love this one. So a great recommendation. I say we get right into it. So this is Season 3, Episode 8. 
Again, it's Light Food, Long Weekend is the name of the title. And Ina begins in the garden. And she's, like, weaving in and outs of, like, the herbs. It's funny because, like, they're like, Ina, why don't you just, you know, just walk around? But I feel like where she was walking around, they gave her, like, a four by five, like, space. And she just, like, half the time was, like, looking up and half the time was looking down at, like, what she was about to step onto. Um, It seemed like it was difficult for anyone, not just Ina. But she says, she begins... One of my dearest friends, Patricia Wells, is coming for the weekend. She's an incredible cookbook author. Actually, we have such a good time together. My husband, Jeffrey, is always threatening to send the fun police after us. (laughs) What's amazing about Patricia particularly is over the last year, she's gotten very fit. She lost 40 pounds. Let me tell you, I'm impressed. So we're going to have a weekend of good food and healthy living, and we're going to have a great time together. I just um I love the fun police line. That's one of my one of my favorites out of the, my takeaway from that opening thing. And this is great because I it's early episodes like in season 3. Um so they have yet to really introduce the format of like what's on the menu. Like today I'm making this, this and this. So you kind of just have to go through the episode and find out as you go, which is great. So Uh, We learn that Patricia is returning home from a long trip to Paris, and Ina decided it would be nice to greet her with a big steaming bowl of chili. And this is actually a recipe that I have made before, one of the few. Um, I think I I made this when I was like, I was working at Bush Gardens in Virginia. I was um, singing in their Italian shows, and uh, I, I thought like, I was like, I'm just going to make this chicken chili because it looks great. It seems easy. And it came out terrible. And I have like some, I don't know what I did, but I have, I kind of know what I did. So let's get into it because I'll talk through it as, as Ina's making it. So she, the first thing, the first ingredient is four cups of onions. And I don't know about you, but four cups of onions seems like a lot. And when I, I remember making it, and I remember I like cut up, I don't know how many onions it really kind of, uh, it took to get four cups of onions, but I was like, this seems excessive. So if I was to make this again, I'd probably cut it down to like one or two. I don't know. It j- like, I just remember it being super oniony. And I was like, But it says four cups, so I don't know. So she starts with four cups of onions, and it definitely doesn't look like four cups, like, even as I watched the video, because I think when I made it, um, I was like, it doesn't really look like... Granted, it was like a big stock pot, you know what I mean? So it doesn't look as abundant, but I was... I don't know. I feel like that was misstep number one. So anyway, she's cooking the onions and two tablespoons of olive oil, and she adds some garlic cloves. And here's the next part that I think... I would also change. So she um she cuts up two yellow peppers and two red peppers. And I'd say, and she's, you know, we all know that Ina loves big chunks. And I think like a chili deserves big chunks of vegetables. But you know how like you if you sit a pepper upright and then like cut the sides of it, and that's how that's how I cut my peppers at least. And then you, you know, you get like these four quarters and then you cut it in half and then you cut it like the other way. That's how big she like each piece is like an inch by an inch, maybe even bigger, honestly. And I remember I was like, this doesn't seem right either, because when I made this chicken chili, 
um, the peppers were not cooked all the way through, which I, I mean, again, I was a novice, you know, chef at this point, too. I'm not throwing shade at Ina's recipe because when she makes it, it still it looks great. Like, I don't know what I did, but it just fell apart from there, really. So into the onions and the peppers and the garlic, she adds some chili powder, uh, some cumin, some red pepper flakes and some cayenne pepper and then a little bit of salt. And then she adds a huge can of tomatoes into the processor. And this is two 28-ounce cans, to be exact, which I remember when I was making this at my apartment, I didn't have a food processor, or at least, like, the big one that she has. I I had this, like, I think it was my roommate's. Um, Jess, if you're listening, uh, it was, I feel like you had it. It was, like, this sort of, it was about the size of, like, gosh, it probably didn't even, like, fit more than a cup in it and I had it took me like 35 minutes because to like because what she does next is just put it in the food processor and just blitz it for a couple seconds but since I had so many they were like you know uh what's 28 times 2 56 yeah 56 ounces of uh tomato I'm just gonna add that again because I feel like I'm wrong no 56 that's it um and it just took me forever and I remember thinking that it was (laughs) bullshit that it was taking me so long but I did it and um there's that so next is where um the recipe calls for cilantro cilantro but she um substitutes it she substitutes it excuse me with basil and I'm like I guess I don't know there's part of me that just feels like it would taste like spaghetti sauce but at the same time she has the rest of the you know, with the cumin and the, you know, the, the the cayenne pepper and everything else. Like, I feel like it still would have that, um, I don't know, that flair, I guess. But also, I, I just think that's crazy. I don't think that substitute is like a worthy substitute. But she hates cilantro. And I understand that, you know, there's that certain percentage of the population that feel, you know, I, I feel like you're just born with it, that cilantro just tastes like soap. So, I mean... Why would you put it in? So, uh, you know, I'd be interested to taste it. I think I actually did use cilantro, too, when I made it. Um, So next, she takes the chicken breasts out of the oven. These are the biggest chicken breasts in all the land. Um, And she's like, she puts them on the counter and she's like, you can tell the chicken is done when you touch it and it springs back. And then like a second later, she's like, ow, that's hot. And then immediately she flashes a smile and says, do you think that's enough chicken for Patricia and me? It's just like, bam, bam, bam. I mean, the timing of this, these editors are just, uh, they're really killing it. Uh, but anyway, they're, they're four chicken breasts. They are bone in and they look great. And next Ina goes to, I wrote that she went upstairs, but I don't know if it's, this is on like the first floor. It just... It might not be upstairs. Basically, this is like one of the guest rooms that Patricia is going to be staying in. Uh, the ceiling is slanted. You know, it's kind of like, is it a vaulted ceiling? Is that what people call it? I actually don't know what a vaulted ceiling is. It's just something I've heard on like HGTV and I just pretend like <laughs> I know what it is. Um, but anyway, the room is very lovely. It's very beige. It's tan, maybe. It's like tan and white. And uh, the bed has like a beautiful like brass bed frame it's very ornate and so Ina gives us a little bit of a rundown of what to expect when you stay at the garden household for the weekend which really I mean is everyone's dream this episode is my dream I want 
to just like <laughs> come, <laughs> especially like on my way back from Paris, just like land in East Hampton and have Ina with like, you know, holding a, a bowl of chili waiting for me and, you know, my bed made, made uh, to perfection, which is exactly what this is. It is, she says, my first rule of overnight guest is only invite people that you really love. And I do agree with that. I think that sometimes... You know, I feel like as an adult, it's so funny because when Keon and I were looking at houses, we were like, well, there has to be a guest room. There just has to be because you just feel like you're going to be hosting all these people. I feel like in the four years we've had this house, we probably had, besides his parents coming to visit, which obviously they're going to spend the night, I think we've probably had like three guests <laughs> spend the night. And we don't really have a bedroom. We have like an attic like a guest bedroom, like a proper guest bedroom, but we have a bed upstairs. It's nice. It's, it's, uh, it, it does the trick, you know what I mean? But I do agree that if you're going to have guests over, make sure it's someone that you really love. I think Ina, she's on to something there. So, um, she said, she's holding, by the way, she walks in the room with like a huge vase, as she says, of violet, like colored tulips. They're, they're like, they're like fuchsia even. They're really beautiful. So um, she sets them on the nightstand next to the bed. You know, fresh flowers are important. Uh, she says, I know we're being good, but chocolate's on the pillow. It's really important. <laughs> as if it was like, as if it was like non-negotiable. Like, you gotta have the chocolates. I mean, come on. I think that Keon and I usually try to do something like that. Whether we have like a mint or some sort of like candy. There's always something sort of on hand that we put on our pillows not on our pillows, um, but, you know, if we have a guest over. So that made me chuckle. Um, so she said, next she goes to the ensuite bathroom, and she says, a great bathroom with lots of little beauty treats. So she says, great soap. And then she's like, I don't know about you, but I always forget my toothbrush and toothpaste. And then she, like, slaps down a toothbrush and a travel size <laughs> bottle of Colgate. Um, you know, I mean... Sometimes you forget your toothbrush, and it's just nice to know that it's there. I, I will admit that. And she has, like, a shelf of fragrances. There are at least, like, six or seven bottles of, uh, I don't even know. I tried to look at the brands, but they're all just, like, these sort of nondescript labels, and it, it was, like, kind of blurred. I even paused it and tried to zoom in, but it, it didn't work. But anyway, she says, uh, in addition to the fragrances, she has some bath gels and body lotion, and then she claps her hands together and says, and it's Patricia's home away from home. It's sort of like the button on the end of this segment. But she does walk, before she leaves, uh, she walks over to the white bath towels hanging in the bathroom and gives them, you know, just like a final tug and, you know, like a smooth over. Uh, and then she says, already. And then she just, <laughs> and she just walks out of the bathroom. It's great. I mean, it's very homey. I, I feel like she would, she is being a hostess is in her blood already that this is just like another extension of that it's just beautiful um so it's time to check on the chicken chili she gives it a stir uh, and it's time to add the chicken and she cuts it up into big chunks and tosses it into the chili um and then she prepares the toppings which i i mean i'm all for like a toppings bar like with chili i feel like cheese is a must and she says a few of them are good for you and a few of them are naughty. It's like she, she's like trying to honor, you know, the the eating healthy, I guess, idea. But also, I mean, none of these are terrible, I guess. Like she has. She, so she grates some good sharp cheddar, 
she has some sour cream and then uh, some good salty corn chips, which, I mean, I'd be all about the corn chips, honestly. Like, th- those first three things, yes, I would I would eat those, like, separately on my own. Um, and then she cuts up some tomatoes as well, which I'm intrigued by. Do people put tomatoes on their chili? Is that something that I don't know? It just feels, like, redundant in a way. Like, just, there's already tomatoes in it. You don't need to put any tomatoes on top of it, especially if they're, like, room temp tomatoes. If they were, like, in the refrigerator for a bit, maybe that would make a difference. But I don't know. I mean, I'm never going to turn down tomatoes, so I'd probably put a sprinkle on there, I guess. But uh, I guess we don't need it, or I wouldn't need it. I wouldn't think about making that as a topping, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, And then the last thing that she has is uh some chopped red onions so that that would be good too i love that uh so next patricia is here she's wearing this like fabulous yellow i i don't know what it is it's like it's like an exercise blazer it has a collar and it looks formal but it also looks it looks like outerwear but it looks like nylon or some sort of synthetic material. It's like a three-quarter length sleeve. It's really chic. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe she also shops at Land's End in their, like, athletic wear <laughs> section. It just looks expensive, too, you know? Um, and underneath that is, like, a navy blue or black blouse with, like, a white white accents. Uh, she looks great. Um, I really, really like Patricia a lot in this episode, um, but more on that later. Um... Ina hands her the chips, and she says, I don't know what time zone you're in, but I hope that you're ready for chicken chili. And Patricia says, I'm starving in all time zones, and they laugh. And Patricia and Ina sit at the table in the kitchen, which is one of Ina's favorite places to eat in the house. Uh, And they kind of cozy up, and they, you know, they get their chili, and they get the toppings, and I think Patricia goes for the cheese and the sour cream. And, uh... Patricia asks Ina, she said, did you just come up with this in the shower one morning? And she says, uh, Ina said, like, well, I always make beef chili. And one day I just thought, why not chicken? She says, it's been one of Jeffrey's favorites. Hmm. Because we all know Jeffrey loves chicken. So, you know, chicken chili, that's like a win-win for Jeffrey, really. And then Ina raises her glass and says, I'd say we're going to have to stay one step ahead of the fun police. (laughs) And Patricia agrees as they clink their glasses together. It's great. Ugh, I just love them. Um, We get like an outside shot of the house at nighttime. And then we slowly cut to the next morning. You know, the birds are chirping. The sun is shining. And Ina walks into the kitchen with (laughs) two gigantic martini glasses. It's just like such a sight gag. It made me LOL. And then Ina, right on cue, says... I know it looks like Patricia and I are having martinis for breakfast. We're not. Not a bad idea, though. And she kind of gives a smirk to the camera. So we find that, uh, or she tells us that she's making Patricia's very berry fruit salad, which is basically three types of berries, uh, strawberries, raspberries, and blueberries with some balsamic vinaigrette and, you know, a sprig of mint on top. So... Ina clues us in, actually, a little hot tip is that you you should never rinse raspberries because they absorb water. I feel like maybe the general public knew this, but I did not. But even with that being said, I don't rinse, like, anything. It's like a point of uh, 
debate with Keon and I because he washes everything, like everything that enters our house, produce, uh, he's rinsing it, which I know that you should. I know that you should. I'm not saying that he's, you know, unusual. I know that I'm in the minority here, but I never rinse anything. Like, I don't think I've ever rinsed. I mean, gosh, it's like maybe I shouldn't be saying it out loud, but I feel like I just I never think to. And I guess it was never. I mean, I know I saw my mom do like rinse stuff, but I just like I can't deal with that extra step. I'm just like, I don't I don't have the patience to do it. So Anyway, I mean, at least I could cross raspberries off the list. I don't ever have to rinse those, so you're welcome, everyone. So next, Ina tells us about, uh, she basically tells us what balsamic vinegar is, which, you know, we all know what balsamic vinegar is. She pours it over her finger and then, like, lets it drip into the bowl. It looks like she's bleeding balsamic vinegar. It looks like someone cut her finger open, like the tip and she just, like, bleeds balsamic vinegar. I mean, I probably do at this point. I love balsamic vinegar. Um, and into that, in addition to the balsamic vinegar and, um, you know, the, the berries, she puts a quarter cup of sugar, which I feel like is, I guess it's not too much sugar. But, you know, if we're if we're thinking healthy here, she does say, I'll do a little less. And, uh, you know, she's trying. She's doing her thing. So she scoops it into the martini glasses, the, the very, very salad, and rests a little bit of mint on top. And they're ready to go. So... Next, Ina writes Patricia a note, and it's very, like, I'm going to try to describe it as best as I can. Like, she's, like, at the counter, and she has the paper, and she has the pen, and she says what she's writing as she writes it. So she says, good morning, and then she writes it, and then she goes, hmm, help yourself to fruit salad and anything else. Love, Ina. And then she kind of just puts the pen down and says, like, that should do it. It was really cute because I feel, I don't know, people don't leave each other notes anymore, I guess. If you're, like, in the same household, like, I would, you know, nowadays if I was, you know, leaving the house or if I had guests or something like that, that I would just text them. Like, I'm running to the store. I'll be back. So it's it's nice. I feel like that thing, you know, that thing, uh, the the art of letter writing is, you know, a thing of the past. So I'm glad that she still writes it. And Ina has such good handwriting too. I would, I would love for, like, I would love a handwritten letter from Ina in the morning. Um, so after she writes the letter to Patricia, she heads off to the grocery store um, and she is immediately, you know, smitten slash hypnotized by all the fresh flowers when she walks into the store. And I will say it is, it is quite the display. Like there is like every single flower you could ever imagine as soon as you walk into the grocery store. And she says, it's really hard for me to pass up orange tulips, but I'm going to have to focus. I'm here for herbal iced tea. And then she just like confidently walks away from the flowers, (laughs) but she does touch the orange tulips. I mean, I want that on a tote bag. It's really hard for me to pass up orange tulips. Um, Same, Ina, same. Uh, so cut back to the kitchen. There's a lot of back and forth here in the next like five minutes. It's just like little bits, but I'll try to make it, you know, not as erratic as it actually was um, <laughs> watching this, I guess. So we cut back to the kitchen. Patricia has indeed helped herself to anything else because she is making a dessert for tonight and she is making a yogurt sorbet, which is fine. I mean, I that's probably the definition. That's what I would expect her to make, I guess. You know, I, I don't mind frozen yogurt at all, really. But I do I do want some sort of flavor. She makes, like, a plain frozen yogurt. There's not even any, like, vanilla in this. So 
let's get into it. She's, she starts with three egg whites and then two-thirds of a cup of sugar, and she beats that into, or she uses the standing mixer for that, rather. And while this is beating, or while that's mixing, um, we get some B-roll of Ina just, you know, floating through the grocery store with a big smile on her face. She's, you know, she picks up a jar of jam and then sets it back down, and she's saying hi to people. And then we cut back to Patricia, and she's not having the fruit, the very berry fruit salad for breakfast. She dives into the leftover chicken chili, which is a choice. I mean, I'm not saying that I would never do that, but I just wonder what time of day it was. Maybe it was like later on in the morning. Maybe it was like 11 or 1030 or something like that, where, again, I'm not judging her, but it just seems, uh, you know, it seems a little bit too early for chicken chili for breakfast. But, you know, she knows what she wants. Uh, And speaking of knowing what she wants, Ina is on the mission for tea. And this is a very, I don't know, it's like a deep cut of sorts too. But there's, I remember this scene or this little clip of her saying, well, here's the tea, was turned into this sort of like, it's not a meme because it's also a video. Like I feel like for those of you who are not like familiar with like the phrases like what's the tea or spill the tea, it's, it's basically just like another way to say you know, what's what's the hot gossip? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. <laughs> and it's very much like woven in the fabric of like queer culture and like a lot of the kids are using it these days. And so like the idea of Ina saying like, well, here's the tea is just like it got turned into this thing because there was like a video that came before it. Like it was something really dramatic that happened. Like, I don't know, a celebrity talking about another celebrity or something like that and then cut into this clip of Ina saying well here's the tea like I've got the hot goss today and I don't know if I'm doing that justice but that really tickled me that that this was the episode because I know that clip so well I'm gonna see if I could find it and put it on uh like in the show notes I'm sure it's on YouTube or something like that but indeed Ina has found the tea and she ends up buying some uh, what is it? Celestial seasonings, uh, red zinger and lemon zinger, which I've never heard of in my life, but I'm not really too big of a tea guy. I do know celestial seasonings, obviously, but um, they make a really good peppermint tea. Is it spearmint or peppermint? I think it's peppermint. Um, and then we're back to Patricia, who's me- measuring out some yogurt. And then we go back to Ina, who um, finds some apple juice. She says, oh, apple juice, that'll be good instead of sugar, Um, which, you know, apple juice has sugar in it, too. I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but, you know, it's it's better than just dumping a cup of sugar into some unsweetened tea. So I guess in a way it's it's the healthier alternative. Um, Meanwhile, Patricia is folding the egg whites into the yogurt. Uh, she reminds us that and if you if any of you out there are pregnant or elderly or have some fragile issues you don't want to use raw egg whites. And to that, I say, what does that mean? I've, I've heard, obviously, I've heard of, you know, uh, people who are pregnant might or should not have raw egg whites. And there's like a whole laundry list of things that you shouldn't eat while you're pregnant. But do the elderly have to stay away from egg whites? I've never heard of this. Again, I could probably just Google this, but I'm wondering if anyone out there knows uh, it's like I'll send out the bat call if anyone wants to comment on my Instagram or send me an email or, you know, or tweet me, whatever it is. I'm interested. Fragile issues. I feel like that's 
I don't know. I can't come into work today. I have fragile issues. Uh, I, don't, I just don't know what that means. But it's really cute. I really enjoy watching Patricia cook stuff. I think this is like one of the few times in the Barefoot Contessa where, you know, the host or excuse me, the guest kind of takes over and sort of has their own because, you know, she writes cookbooks. She's kind of in that arena of, you know, really being set up to do well with this sort of thing. And I, I actually quite enjoyed watching Patricia cook. Um, so meanwhile, Ina is done at the grocery store. She's being rung up by Marcia and Ina does that thing, you know, like when you're at the grocery store and I don't, it's just a way to strike up converse. Like if you bought like tortillas and like ground meat and cheese and sour cream and salsa, like you're having tacos and you say like, I'm having tacos or it's taco night. Um, Ina says, I'm making tea. And it just, I don't know. It was cute. It's like, you know, um, supermarket banter which is fine you know it just made me giggle so patricia dumps the sorbet i don't know why dump sounded gross there she she puts the sorbet into the (laughs) the ice cream maker and she writes a note to ina to turn it off in about 30 minutes and then to also let her know that she's off to the fish market and then Ina comes back to the house and she she smacks the counter with both hands and she says, oh, there's a note. She's really excited. And uh, she reads the note and she says, turn off the machine. Well, I can do that. So she does it. And then she takes a bite of the, the yogurt sorbet. She loves it. Again, it's plain yogurt. How good can it be? I'd want some fruit in there, I think. I think I would want some sort of, you know, I don't know, some sort of flavoring. Anyway, um, we get a little bit more of Patricia. She's in the car. She's on her way to the fish market. And she, you know, she sort of goes into this whole uh, explanation of, you know, like, I have an idea of what I want to make for dinner typically. But sometimes when you get to the market, um, you know, if you want salmon and the salmon's not fresh, uh, you got to switch gears, which I've never. First of all, I don't really buy fish that often, especially like fresh fish. I wouldn't know what to ask. I wouldn't know what, you know, what would be how to tell if fish is not fresh, I guess. And I know the obvious thing is like, I feel the general rule of thumb is, you know, if you can smell the fish, it's probably not fresh, I guess. And maybe that's, maybe that's not true. I don't know. I've never really gone to like the fish market before, because anytime you walk into the fish market, it's going to smell like fish. So unless there's some sort of sign next to it that says like fresh fish caught today with like the date on it I'm really not going to know the difference and I feel like you know if you ask someone like is this fresh they're just going to say yes because they want to sell the fish so I don't know I don't know this is like all very foreign to me in a way um so uh while she is on her way to the fish market Ina is back to the house or she's back at the house and she um, takes out the martini glass of the very berry fruit salad. I wonder if she noticed that uh, Patricia didn't eat hers. Or maybe she did. I don't know. Uh, but Ina sits at the end of the counter and just sort of munches on that. And Patricia is still deciding what she wants at the fish market, which gives Ina some time to make that herbal iced tea. Um, which is, you know, I'm not going to go into too much detail. It's it's iced tea. She puts the tea bags in and pours, you know, boiling water on top of it. But she does say that this herbal iced tea is delicious and good for you. How unlikely is that? She kind of says, like, through her teeth with, like, her mouth slightly open to the side. I mean, it's true. I I really can't think 
it's you'd you'd be hard pressed hard pressed to like find you're like I think of like a really long list of things that are both really really good like delicious and satisfying but also really good for you I guess it just depends it depends like what you're used to obviously if you're used to eating like a Kit Kat for breakfast then you know this isn't gonna be as exciting to you um but anyway she she makes the tea uh Patricia is at the store she has wrangled one of she's wrangled up one of the men who works there and she's like what's fresh today what's good here and of course the guy like I said they would he's like well everything is good here and which I feel like is the natural sort of answer because you're defending your product in a way you don't want people to think that you know there are bad things at the store I guess um, he says, but if you are looking for something special, we have some really great jumbo lump crab meat. So Patricia's ears perk up because she has a great recipe for crab salad. So she orders a pound of that. Uh, everything is going to plan. Um, back at the house, Ina's finishing up the tea. She's steeping that, or she she's finished steeping, excuse me. And she she brings out that jug of apple juice. It's like a jug that you... I don't know, like it's like a cartoon jug that you blow into and it's like doop, boop, 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 boop. It's like a sort of, I don't know, some sort of like old timey southern ragtime band. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like a huge jug of apple juice, but um, it looks good. I feel like it's, you know, the good apple juice. Um, And finally, finally, Patricia and Ina are reunited back at the house and it's time to make crab salad. So this is a really simple recipe. They basically put the crab meat into the bowl and um, Ina begins to zest the lime while Patricia measures out some mayo and Patricia says she might want to do, she calls it a chiffonade. And I was like, what? She wants to do a chiffonade of mint. And I was like, is this the way that it's pronounced? I mean, I've always heard chiffonade, but maybe it's not. I don't know. She calls it chiffonade the whole way through the segment. So that's what I'm going to do because it's... I need to stay true to what Patricia tells us. So Ina, she juices the lime that she just zested and pours it into the bowl on top of the crowd, uh, the crab meat. And then Patricia teaches us how to do a chiffonade, which I feel like everyone knows how to do that. It's like Ina does it quite often. You just get some fresh herbs. She does it with basil a lot and you roll it up almost like into a cigar is what they, um, what Patricia tells us. And then you just kind of cut it. And it's kind of like these you know, thin little ribbons of uh, of the herb, of whatever you're chiffonading, if that's a word. Um, so they plate it up and they cheers their herbal tea and apple juice. And um, later they're like in the living room, maybe? I feel like we're seeing so many rooms that we typically don't see in an episode of The Barefoot Contessa, which I love. Uh, Ina brings in the yogurt sorbet. And, oh no, not Ina. Patricia brings into the uh, the room the yogurt sorbet. And Ina says, this is so good. I'm going to be making this a lot. And Patricia says, I know, it's just so light. And Ina says, I know, but why do I think we're going to be at the refrigerator later? Patricia says, what time? And Ina says, hmm, midnight. And they laugh. And Patricia says, okay, we got a date. So next we cut to Ina and Patricia at midnight in quotes. I mean, it is. it seems like it's nighttime. The lights are off. Um, Ina has on this like yellow mustard or mustard yellow shawl, maybe a blanket over her shoulders. I don't really know, but it it has like fringe. It's very fabulous. She is, um, toasting up 
two pieces of toast that just popped out of the toaster. She whips up a small batch of cinnamon sugar. And uh, of course, Patricia is there too. They're, they're buttering the toast. Ina sprinkles some cinnamon sugar on Patricia's slice and her slice of toast. And then they sort of just start nibbling on it. And Ina says, if you don't sit down at a table, it doesn't count, right? And Patricia says, that's right. And they both laugh and uh, we fade to black. Ugh, what an episode. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, Lisa, again, thank you for the suggestion. I mean, a weekend at Ina's, it's it's a dream of all of ours, really. Like, it's a great suggestion. Um, I had a lot of fun watching that and really kind of remembering that episode because it had been a while since I'd seen it. Uh, and I think it's time to wrap things up before, you know, <laughs> Jeffrey arrives with the fun police and arrests us all. So thank you again for listening, everyone. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at GoodVanillaPod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for the Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search the Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.